it's more complicated because you have to get off the chair to. Um, it's okay. I need that. the exercise anyway. Girl, stop it. This is just a test. <laughs> Are we all plugged in and shite? I hope that my computer's not mad at me today and it does what it needs to do or else. Or else. Or else, or else you're going to scrap heap. <laughs> <laughs> you will be replaced. So act nice. <laughs> you like okay, girl, you need to drink more of your coffee or something. <laughs> to a hot start ladies and gents i might keep that in you can go ahead i think i'm gonna have to i'm sorry you're, you're good okay welcome back y'all yo we oh. what did you see the yes you did so jen's dress yeah for the wedding so we went in she was shitting herself i was about to throw up dropped a hanger it almost gave her an entire mental breakdown that's how nervous she was. You're literally dying a wedding dress. It's very nerve-wracking. Not only that, let me explain to you. Um, I saw the price tag on this thing. It was <gasps> $700. I thought you said she got it for cheap. <laughs> I said she got it on clearance. Yo, that and ain't then, clearance. And then she said, and then she said as I'm, because you have to soak the fabric. By the way, my friend, my best friend Jen is like getting married in October. So that's what we're talking about. So she's like, oh, you have to soak the fabric. So we're we're boiling. We have all four burners going, right? On the way there, we were like, where are we going to do this? In a bin? I'm like, it's going to melt. In a trash can? We have to buy a new trash can. I was like, how about in the tub? We could just line it like Dexter. Mm. Just line it. And then she said, bitch, why not my washer? I was like, oh, okay. So we start pouring water into the washer. Oh, my God. We were heating up and pouring water for two hours. I was going to say, it takes a lot to fill a big-ass washer. Yeah, and this dress is, I mean, she's tall. She's my, yeah. a little bit taller than me, and it has a train a little bit. Yeah. So it's a lot, and it has to flow freely. Yep. So That's we're filling it up. Like I said, she's shitting herself. I'm about to throw up. Yeah. Um, We're both very much on edge, and I was like, okay, like... It's it's more than halfway from where we want, so let me go and start soaking the dress. And that's when I start saying, you know, uh, I'll add my disclaimer. I take no responsibility for what happens. So I dunk the dress haphazardly. I see the tag. I was like, fucking $700? $700? Now, is the dye in the water at this point? No, this is it's just, just getting the dress wet. Wow. Right? I was like, $700? She goes, yeah. And guess what? It's all handmade. I wouldn't do it. I, I couldn't. The air. <laughs> the air. All oxygen left my body. I'm not just talking in my lungs. I'm talking the oxygen that's being, like, processed in my cells. I was like, Jennifer. <laughs> what if it melts? That's what, what I was if, thinking. What if it just disintegrates the panic I, all i kept thinking was like the brad mondo videos where the girls dye jobs or bleach jobs go <gasps> yeah. wicked bad yes. and their hair just melt yep. that's all i kept thinking about yep. oh no so i literally couldn't do that i, I had the, in the no. instructions were on this little card packaging right and and it's like I get what you were doing, being like, oh well, the simpler the instructions, the better. No, I needed all the details. Yeah, I need to know how many ounces of hot water at what temperature you needed me to fill this per, like, square inch of the dress. Yes, pretty much what we needed. It was very gen. Just boil some water, and just throw this in there. Stir, stir, stir. Throw the dress in. Wet. How long do you have to keep it in? It didn't say. I. 
I shit you not, it did not say. I watched a YouTube video of this very awkward lady who did it stovetop because then it says, oh, it's preferred to do stovetop. Uh, ma'am, it's a whole ass dress. Like it don't a, fit in a pot. Put like a lobster pot? Yeah. Times yeah. 10? Or, or like the kind that you make gumbo in? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like, but she didn't have that. She don't make gumbo. Right? So, <laughs> She's me. not boiling dresses every no, other weekend? No. So they were like, stove top, you have to keep the temperature where it is. And she just had this little pot and she threw in a couple shirts and she's like, and this will sit for an hour. But what about a dress? I think it's because most people aren't psychotic enough to do that to a wedding dress. I think that's what it is. I guess not. And she didn't use writ because um, there is an all-purpose writ, but she didn't know the fabric of what her dress yeah. was. So she went to Joanne's and they told her, like, oh, this is this fabric and this is this fabric. And she goes, do you know this is hand-stitched? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. She found out that morning. Oh, my God. Uh, but so, I mean, she paid the lady, so... Yeah, so, um, the dress is wet. I let it soak in the tub just to make sure that it's wicked saturated. We wrung it out, put it in a trash bag. I was like, this is a really bad euphemism. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I was like, this is bad. We brought it downstairs. I had dissolved the dye. She didn't want nothing to do with the dye. And I'm the whole time stirring the dye packets in. And I was like, like I damn take no responsibility. Her <laughs> I was, yeah, th- with a wooden spoon and all. Oh, wow. Yep. I was like, th- and it's hot, so it's like steaming. I was like, I take no responsibility. Anything that happens to this fucking dress, it's not my fault. I'm mm-hmm. simply here to hold your hand. And that's it. You go and down together. Bro, with no hesitation, second thought, I picked up that dress and I dropped it. She goes, ah! <laughs> I hope you didn't just regret yeah. anything in this moment. So wow. I make sure it's submerged, especially the bust. I get in there. I was like, all right, every 15 minutes, we'll come down and check on it. Cool. So every 15 minutes, I went down and I checked. And every 15 minutes, it got a little bit darker. Now, it did say to use one pack per every, like, two pounds. Which, how do you weigh a dress? On a scale? <laughs> think about what you just said yeah <laughs> no yeah so jen she's a weightlifter right so she picks it up she goes meh about like six pounds i was like great i know my math is math and right and it's three packs but we're doing five yeah you want a dark yeah so we went in we drained it and it's i put it at the highest speed for like a spin cycle mm. and we brought it outside and it was a shade that it was and we weren't sure mm. What I was excited about was that it took in the dark areas where it mattered, and then the the print that she has on stands out. Because even as a white dress, you couldn't really see it. Oh, okay. You couldn't see those yeah, details. Yeah, because I noticed, like, the floral... Yeah, you couldn't see yeah. those details when it was just white. Is it because it's a different fabric? Because it's more, like... So it's a lace. Yeah. But then there's, um like, that fake flower material yeah. on it as well. Yeah. So it's it's the stitching in the lace that took a different color mm. from everything else. So it gives it this illusion or whatever. So we're admiring, and I was like, bring it out to the sunlight because I can't. I'm having a panic attack. And then we had to rinse it, right? So she she Oh God. I'm we literally I'm like, why doesn't your washer have like a rinse cycle? It alone? doesn't? No. Or at least we couldn't figure it out, but it didn't like not one of those knobs said just rinse. So we brought it outside and she hosed it down, right? Instead of, I was like, we could bring it up to the tub, but then the tub might stain. Yeah. So she hoses it down. Her poor grass. So the thing is, is like. (laughs) What? We fucked up because. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Because we only panicked about the beginning. How are we going to do this? What if we fuck up the dress? We didn't plan. For what would happen after, like, if it all turned out all right, so in rinsing the dress and shit, so we were lost. We were like, wait, so how are we going to rinse this? Like, we didn't plan. We thought it was going to end in total destruction with the dress in the trash, right? And we're going to have a good life and expectation by law. (laughs) We we were going to have a good cry and a laugh, and we were going to end up at the bridal store. That was the plan. Mm -hmm. We didn't plan for success. So we're outside hosing this fucking thing down. 
And then she's like, all right, we'll just hose it out because we can't figure out the rinse cycle on the washing machine. And then we'll bring it inside and do the dry spin again. I was like, all right, cool. So we're putting the dress in the washer. And I was like, you know why this is difficult now is because the third stooge isn't here, meaning Shane. Right. And we start laughing. And I was like, he'd probably say some bullshit like, oh, just bring the hose in and fill the washer. And there was a silent pause. (laughs) Oh, my God. There was this silent. (laughs) And she's just like, why don't we just do that? And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I'm glad I I thought of it. But through Shane's brain. Yeah. So. We did exactly that. We we brought it in and we put some water in and, and and then I was like, why didn't we just like set it? Like it was just the dumbest shit. Like I was like, I can go fill a pot and bring it down to fill the wash away water. Then the whole hose situation happened and I'm standing there with the hose and I was like, Jen, why didn't we just run it like we were gonna run a cycle and then stop it when we needed it to fill with water and then put it on a dry spin? And she's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm so fucking done. <laughs> So we were working way too hard. It was just stupid. Work so, smarter, not harder. Well, it, we did the opposite. <laughs> um, but it dried. Um, she hung it up, and she's like, "You know what? I I don't fucking hate this." So we took a picture of it. We went to the barbecue or whatever. I thanked Shane for having a great idea, and mm-hmm. he's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, you weren't there, but you had a great idea." And he's like. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I just, I excel at common sense. This is what happens. I was like, sure, whatever. But, um, I passed the phone around and everybody pretty much loved it. Yeah. So. So it's, she's, she loves it. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. I, I think she likes it because, so it's funny because I was like, let me send it. You were the first person that I sent it to. I was like, let me send it to Amanda and see what she says. And Jen's like, okay. And I was like, but I want you to know that she's going to say that she would personally want it. The blackest of blacks, like (laughs) absorb all light. Yep. No room, like, or whatever. And she's like, no, that's fine. Whatever. So, um, but the more she looked at it, I think the more she liked it. She goes, you know what? Everyone's doing a black dress now. No one's really doing like a gray dress. Mm -mm. And it's, it's like a gray blue hue. It gave me, um, corpse bride vibes. Yes. Yes, which isn't very far off from where she's trying to go. Yeah. So I think it's going to be fine. I'm excited. And if anything, she was like, I could do a writ die, mm. but she's afraid she'll lose the detail. Yeah. <clears throat> so if anything, she can just use that I die shit that she used the first time around. Um, but that's yo, what a fucking adventure. I literally have never panicked so hard in my <laughs> life. I like where I hung the dress over the bathroom door. I left the hanger up there and she opened the door and the hanger <laughs> dropped. And I was like, oh, yeah, just a hanger. She said, because mm, she was so panicked. She just like froze <laughs> in this position. There was so much anxiety happening in that one house at that very moment. And it was I'm, just the oh two of us too. I was just like, yo, are you good? I literally fell to my knees laughing because I thought, <laughs> you know when possums play <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's fuck. what she did. I was like, oh my god, I hope you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that poor girl. She's like, I can't. Oh, and then she put on a long-lasting lip like a red lip she's been looking for a red shade she's like what do you think of this and i was like she had sent me one like months ago and i was like either a little darker or a little brighter i'm not sure so she brought one i was like i want to see it on and it looks phenomenal i'm like that's the one we're doing it so she put it on and she goes long lasting 16 hours within seconds she couldn't get it off so now she's walking around with fruit punch mouth <laughs> as we're trying to figure this out. I mean, dress that's not terrible. <sighs> she was able to get it off. If anything, listen, if you have stubborn lipstick on, Vaseline. Mm. Vaseline took it right off. Still had a little bit of a fruit punch mouth, but it worked. Wow. What, an, what a roller coaster of a day. <sighs> and, but then also, you met some cutie pie. I did. So um, she has. You know, I don't know what that cat's name is anymore because it was Bellatrix when we thought it was a girl, but now it's a boy. It's still Bella, Bella, Bella. Um, I don't know what it Bellatrixo. is. Bellatrixo. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is. 
But so obviously Monty and Oscar were there. Monty's her Sharpay and Oscar is her wiener dog. So fucking They are. Cute. They're good bubs. So then she has now two pity lab mixes. And one is a dark brown. She's like a chocolate brown lab. Her name is Penelope. Ugh. And then we have the blonde one with blue eyes. And his name is Diggs. Manda, when his he- His name is what? Diggs. I thought you said dicks. I was like, no, all right. No, Diggs, like a football player of yeah. some sort. Um, so she's Princess Penelope, Princess P. Aww. Yeah. Um, but when Diggs, and he's like quite large compared to his sister. Yeah. When he runs, he does this really stupid thing where he's like trying to catch his ears. What? <laughs> That's why I love puppy energy so much. They were adorable. They were adorable. So, so now she has a fucking four She's dogs. got four dogs and a cat. On top of, yeah. So, like, Penelope and Diggs are always together, like, even sleeping together, and they're always, like, right behind Monty. And then Oscar's just, like, in his own little universe. Yeah, wiener dog world or whatever. I remember when we, when I met him, and he was so little. I know, he's pretty big now. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's four dogs, a cat, and at times there are at least. Nine people in that house. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, they have... They they make it look so effortless, though. I want to say it's the open space. Because these kids, like, Shane's kids are outdoor kids. Yeah. Like, they're always... They're always involved in some sport. They're outdoor kids. These kids are never in the house. That's good. Um, Jen's oldest doesn't live with her. Her second oldest is now working, and he's more of a gamer. Yep. He's like us. Yeah. Um. But every other, ch- like from Noah down, they're outside. Yep. They're never inside the house. That's good. Yeah. And then the dogs are out there with them too. So everybody's just in there to sleep and eat. Yes, exactly. How well, it should be. Yep. But, yeah. Oh my Damn. god. I had so much fun. I always have fun when I go see her. And I'm of glad you. Well, minus the like of anxiety life. of a few hours. You know what though? <laughs> but like, this is the perfect. I know we're joining on about this. But, like, she's the perfect person to go into any crisis with. Because at the end of it, I was like, listen, either this is going to work out or it's going to be a disaster and we're just going to laugh and then cry about it. And as we're figuring this out, I was like, I literally stopped at one point. She's like, what do you think? And I was like, I I think that if we ever killed somebody, we'd be good at disposing the body. She goes, 100%. She's like, that's besides the point. Yes. But (laughs) what do you think of this plan? I was like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. She's very... um, Panics in a calm way. Like, validating your feelings. How? But she's also inside, like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So every every now and then she let out a scream. Yeah. Um, But we had fun. If I'm stressed in a work environment, I can usually work through it. But when it's, like, life or death, terror, no. My brain misfires in, like, 50 different directions. (laughs) Here's my question. How would I, as your friend, contain that? for you is it one of those things where i have to grab you by the shoulders and shake you or yes. would i be better off just smacking you across the face to stun you Both. Oh! <laughs> you'd be like manna slap get your shit together this needs to happen you need to tell me what to do and i'll do it i can't think on my own i got you okay so, that's good to know yeah i tend to um i panic and then what you called it i unleash yep very briefly and then i center myself and i'm like okay this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And then we move on. Yeah. But that that transition doesn't... That doesn't happen for you? <laughs> at least not in, like, real dire situation. Not that I've ever been in a real dire situation. Thank situ- God. Like, the, the dog trauma I had of yeah. him fainting. Yeah. My first instinct was to call 911. <laughs> like... Thankfully, by the time I got my phone in the other room and, like, opened up my phone, I realized... There's a delay. It's there's, a dog. There's a lag. Okay, there's a lag, but yeah. we're going to get there. Yeah, that's bit, some, some, Somewhat. In other words, don't put me in charge of anything. Serious. Yes. A serious situation got you. Oh, my Fuck God. Me, dude. All right, listen. We actually came here for something. Yes. Um, I'm going to start off by talking about... This is going to be so brief, it's not even funny. Samaritan on Prime... With Stallone. And Wana. Is it? Because it's new, right? It's a young Wana. Yeah. It is new. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> How far did you get into this? Please 11 stop. minutes and 36 seconds. And let me tell you, I think the first three minutes of that was open credits. 
I just, it's not, it's not. You're not a Stallone person. I'm not. But it's, so it's about this kid who believes that his neighbor is the Samaritan, like a superhero. Mm. And he gives you the very, like, very brief introduction of who Samaritan is. I even forgot. I think the other guy's name is Vengeance. The, the, That's the villain. Wicked on the nose. Yeah, the villain. Um, I don't know how it ends, bitch. I don't even know how it begins. <laughs> All I know is that I put it on and 10 minutes in, it wasn't doing anything for me. Like, it just, Wana is just this kid with a single mom and she works hard and she's even hitting up her, he's probably like 10, 11 years old, maybe 12. She's hitting him up for money. For Jesus. like, yeah, like that's like, okay, we get a rough neighborhood, whatever. But it's just, the trailer called to me and then I put the movie on and I lost all fucking interest. I'm going to try to watch it. I'm going to try. But it's like, I already posted about it that we were going to talk about it. And I just, I literally, those 11 minutes, that was for two days. I tried putting it on. I was like, no. No. I wonder what it... I wonder, yeah, no, I wonder if your acuity is so sharp. What? What just happened? What just happened? Oh, my God. Wait, what? Oh, my God. Wait, what did you, what did you send to him? What did you send him? Jamari, what'd you do? Wait, hold up. Hold the phone, people. Hold on, I have the boxes. Hold on, I have the boxes. Explain yourself. I was... <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh That was a good 15 20 minute break. Right? I I <laughs> I had a whole ass breakdown. Like That's for another dis- dis- um <clears throat> Sorry. My acuity? <laughs> yes. Everything's fine. <laughs> I mean that in the best way. Are oh, we still talking about Samaritan? I'm not saying anything. Yes, because I'm not saying anything else in order to not jinx anything. Okay. Well, so your cutie is strong, meaning like you could you could tell right away that you weren't gonna like it. So your brain saved you the that hour and a half or whatever. Um, it's possible. This movie is an hour and forty two minutes. He's a garbage man too. He's a garbage. Yeah, so it says, a young boy learns that a superhero who was thought to have gone missing after an epic battle 20 years ago may in fact still be around. Uh, IMBD gave this a 5.8. It's low. It is. Oh, and the girl that plays, um, so when I say Wana, I'm talking about Javon Wana Walton. He was on Euphoria. Um, So his mom is played by uh, Dasha Polanco. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are some familiar faces in this. Mm. Just, like, a couple, though. Nothing, um... Nicholas Logan. I know you've probably seen him in other things. Probably. Um... <laughs> a fish is still... <laughs> well, yeah, I needed it. I, I, I literally... Oh. <laughs> what did you... I, I went into the fetal position around yes. my chair. I needed something to hold me to the earth. Yeah. <laughs> because I... You're thought so I was gonna funny. float away. <laughs> I can't even concentrate. Do you want me to talk about something so you can? Yeah, can you? Um. Oh, the patient is next on Hulu. So that started. Steve Carell. What did you think of? The, did you? It was just two episodes, right? Yeah. Because the one, the next one, airs on the sixth. Right Jeez, off the bat, speaking. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> it's basically like Steve Carell. This is a dramatic role for him. He's a therapist. I like him in that role. Same. He's he's a gray fox now. Mm-hmm. So, like, beard, gray hairs. Fox for sure. Yeah. And it starts off, like, with a bang. Like, he wakes up in a strange room, in a strange bed, and he's chained to that bed. And it's, like, downstairs in a house somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a screen door he can see outside. The house is very 1970s vibe. Very, but still modern day. It is modern day. And, uh, lo and behold, he's been kidnapped from a patient of his. And his name is Sam, his real name. Well, we start off with Gene. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then I'm like, yo, why does this bitch look so familiar? And then I was like, oh my God, it's Weasley. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, the eldest. Charlie? Yep. 
Yeah. Charles Weasley? Yeah. Char- and he was also in, like, a bunch of, like, a, uh, that time travel one. And I don't know. He's in a lot. But, but I uh, knew who he was the second I yeah. saw him, yeah. Um, but, he, but when we first saw him, totally he was wearing sunglasses. Unabomber vibes. Yeah. And I was like, do I know this voice? Like, I couldn't, I didn't know anything. But you were right. The first episode was, like, 20 minutes long. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? They're 15, 20 minutes. Yes. So you're only getting, like, snippets cramps. of what's happening. <laughs> you gave yourself cramps. You're fucking. <laughs> now, I, I'm curious. And he kidnapped him because he, he has the tendency to unalive people. Uh, and he's he like, calls it a compulsion. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to do it no more. And Steve Carell's like, well, fuck. I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta help him with his, his thing in order to get myself out of this. Yes. But I feel like it was still, they didn't go deep enough to begin. Well, first of all, we're only two episodes in. Yeah, so I'm like, I need more. I need more um, character. It's definitely a, a teasing. Yeah, it's a tease. It's got a tease vibe to it. Yeah. Because it starts off with, like, really high intensity. Yeah. And then it gives you somewhat of an explanation as to how you got to that high intensity. Yeah. And then it leaves you on a cliffhanger. But there's also some flashbacks that... There are. So he is a batch... No, I think he's a widow. He's a widow. A strange son. Yep. Um, <coughs> bless you. That's what I get for petting cats. <sighs> I can't concentrate. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I, I don't know how to feel about this yet. Yeah, I don't. I mean, either. Like, I don't if, know. If it doesn't hook me by the next episode, I'm, I'm not, not watching anymore. Yeah. I don't think. Have we seen Carell in a dramatic role before? Um. Yeah, that one that he did with Tatum. They. He was like a football coach. No idea. A wrestling coach. Still no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Let me enlighten you. But anyway, I don't know if... They were prosthetics. Because I don't know if, like, he is just so ingrained in the comedy industry that it's, like, a little weird or jarring to see him being real. I mean... Or not real, but somber. Oh, my God. He shares a birthday with Kane. Aw. Yeah. So you mean you watched a movie with Channing Tatum? Foxcatcher. No, I didn't watch it. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, I, you asked me if he was in anything serious. I I said yes. Oh. Foxcatcher. Um, but I like him in this because he's unkempt. He's in a disarray emotionally and mentally. So beautiful boy. No idea. Beautiful boy is based on the best-selling pair of memoirs from father and son David and Nick Sheff. Mm-mm. It chronicles their heartbreaking and inspiring experience of survival, relapse, and recovery in a family coping with addiction over the many years. And he's um, obviously the dad. It's a very, Damn. it's a very, it's it's a drama. Yeah. So clearly, I'm out of the loop. He on his. he's got range. Yeah. Well, I knew that he is. Yeah, but it's it's so. Like, how are you equally good? Yeah. Because it's okay to have range, and it's like, oh, yeah, but I prefer him in this. He's not to the caliber of Robin Williams, but it's a lot like that. Where there's... I get that vibe, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... he. He's got that yeah. ability to bounce from genre to genre. What? Yeah, nothing. Okay. Um. So, The Patient is on Hulu. It is I a like, weekly... Yeah. Like we said, I like it. Yeah, so. it's a quick 15, 20 minutes each. Yeah. Um... We'll see where it goes. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. Um, you also watched The Watcher. Is that on Shudder? Mm-hmm. Please so, tell me. Please. You know how it's always a hit or a miss with Shudder? Of course it is. Um, this, because I think it was also produced by IFC Midnight, it was a win. Because it didn't feel like a Shudder movie. It felt like a movie you'd go see in the in the theaters. Like okay. a legitimate... Not like Shudder isn't legitimate, but like... <sighs> it's know. just where like horror movies go to die. Be, be, be a little bit more kind, but okay. Sorry, I, I don't have a filter right now. It's broken. It's fine. So our main character, our main actress here is uh, Maka Monroe. You know her. Okay. Um, what do you know her from? You know her from It Follows. Oh, that chick. Independent Day Resurgence. I'm came out sorry, but ago. It Follows. The Fifth Wave flashback. That movie did things to me that I didn't know... Could be done. It follows. Not not in a sexy way. <laughs> no, like in a terrifying way. Yes. It just... It's literally probably one of the best like psychological thrillers I've yeah. ever seen in my life. 
Yeah, and I remember watching it like, oh, I'm just going to throw in this whatever movie. I don't know what it is. And then I'm like, oh. But it's also like metaphorical. Here. Like your problems well, are yeah. always going to follow you no matter where you go. Yeah. So I, I just thought it was fucking great. Oh, of course. Terrifying. So she plays a girl named Julia. And she's got her hubby, Francis. And they move to Bucharest. Or he's from Bucharest. And she, I, like... In, so it's in Romania. Mm. And, um, or he's Romanian. And she, I think she was born there, but not raised there. So okay. she's like, I'm coming back, but she doesn't know the language. He's her interpreter. Um, they move into a new place and it's, it's exactly like the same scenario as fucking rear window, girl on a train, woman in the window, like bitch sees something and then it obsesses her. Like she okay. becomes obsessed with it, right? So I was like, okay, same old shit, whatever. And it's Hence the but you but you're seeing like <laughs> yeah. But you're seeing what she's seeing is there's somebody in a window like two floors up in the building next to her looking back at her. And she's like, no. It must be the back of their head or something or like an old person watching TV or like a cutout of Jensen yeah. Ackles. <laughs> so- <laughs> that would be preferable actually. Oh um, god. But so one day to like test this, she waves and they wave back. And, but then she notices this dude, very like straight, rimrod straight, members only jacket, like very prim cut hair, like put together man, but like, you know, when someone walks so straight and so robotically, you're like alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or something. Alien. So he's Demon. always there. Like he's in the grocery store following her. They even catch him on, like, surveillance because they said that he was, like, harassing her. Plot twist. She's not the watcher. He is. Well, see, I thought that it was going to be the twist was that she was becoming the watcher and that he was being, like, he was getting, you know, like, scared of her. No, immediately I thought the other way around. No, Like, she just started noticing that this guy was watching her. Yeah. So So, it's like that thriller, mystery vibe, whatever. And she doesn't work. She used to be an actress, but now she's obviously out of work. And because they moved, she's, like, trying to learn the language. And so she's home all the time. And all she thinks about is this guy. And wherever she goes, there he happens to be. And this guy is played by the amazing Bern Gorman. Who's that? Um, Dark Knight Rises, Pacific Rim. Um, he's British. It's loading! <laughs> oh, that guy! Oh, yeah. my God! So um, immediately I'm in love. Where, where, oh, God. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, God. That's going to bother me. Halo. Enola Holmes. Yeah, keep going. Jamestown, Cheat, Pacific Rim, uh, Imperium, Lucky, uh, Man in the High Castle. Oh, Crimson Peak. Um, Game of Thrones. No. Always Sunny. No. The Other Man, Revenge. Dark Knight Rises, oh, Red Light. Oh, you're right. It is Dark Knight Rises. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to place him and I couldn't. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises, for sure. So, I I am going to spoil this for you. Mm. No, actually, I won't. You won't? Let's just say that, like, she's hearing screams in the next door apartment. Okay. And um, it may or may not be the person that's following her. And um, it's it was, so it's very be. cat and mouse, but it's also very... Uh, it's creepy for sure. It's got the it's, but then also like, I was like, bitch, why don't you buy curtains? Because they have these, <laughs> they have these characteristic like ten foot tall ceilings with like ten foot tall fucking w- mirror, not mirrors, uh, windows in this apartment building that's like ten floors up. And I was like, where are your curtains? You wouldn't have this problem if you bought curtains. <laughs> There'd be no movie if she bought curtains, Manda. Like we can't just go to Home Goods and ruin a whole plot. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody just, like, can look in. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. No. I don't like that. No. She all. even gets the cops involved to knock on this asshole's door, and, like, an old man, uh, like, answers it, so she's like, okay, so it's not him. Like, hmm. it's just a whole thing. Um, I did not see the ending coming. It's not, like, a super big twist, but it was enough to be like, oh, shit, type of deal. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think I'm to be, I think I gave it 7 out of 10. I would agree. Okay. So on Shutter, you can't go wrong. I feel like I. I feel like a seven on Shutter is like a ten. Yeah, I feel like IFC Midnight does such a good job. Usually, <laughs> he's a seven, but he's on Shutter. Oh, yeah. he's a ten. 
not according to what you were saying <laughs> no, earlier. I guess not. I don't know. So I really, I liked it. Even though it was that stupid familiar concept of white bitch sees something out a window and yeah. it obsesses her, you yeah. know, but. Okay. Okay. I liked it. Um, You also watched something else. And I think this one was on Netflix before we get to our, our finale here. Uh, yes. Untold something. Yeah. Um, It's new because I guess Untold is like a series. So that's like, oh, sorry. I don't know if that made any sound. Um, it didn't. That's like um, that series, I'm a Killer. Yep. Every time it's like, oh, this new. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the new documentary. And then I go through and I'm like, oh, no, this is a whole ass series. So this is um, Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. Yes. Um, so I thought, before you get into it, I thought this was that whole scandal that Joe Santagato was involved in. Do you remember that? This is how I was introduced to Joe Santagato. It was a while ago. So this girl who um, was pretending she was catfishing someone and Joe Santagato's photo got wrapped up in all of it. Yeah, I do remember Or whatever. That. And he was interviewed, I think, for it. So I thought that's what this was. This is not that. No. Okay. Um, This actually has to... This, this kind of ruined a dude's life, basically. Um... His name was Manti Teo, and he was a very promising football player in high school, and then he ended up um, joining the football team on in Notre Dame, the the football team Notre Dame, that's famous from Rudy and, like, you know, the Fighting Irishmen. They did shit. Um, and it was at a time when, like, Notre Dame was doing really bad, and then they brought in this new kid who joined as a freshman, and, like, he was on the defense team, and he was, like... Knock the people it. out, and he was, and they were undefeated for like season after season, wow. winning championships. So he was on um, the rise. But then you have uh, Renaya is this dude, and he was having a lot of um, like self image issues and sexuality is- issues because, and it's funny they say at the beginning there's like a disclaimer where nobody who was in the filming of this documentary. Knew that Renaya now identifies as a woman. So oh. when he came on the screen, I was like, who's this woman? And I was like, oh, it's it's, it's the, the guy. guy. It was. It's Renaya. It was. And, um, oh, what? So basically what he did to, like, escape because they both grew up in Hawaii and in the Polynesian culture. Mm-hmm. So everything was faith, family, football. Okay. And he did football, but he, like... It was clashing with who he was, but, like, his family pushed him to do it. Um, so they were from the same background. Mm-hmm. And to escape that, he created an, an online persona as a female. And that was sort of his way to ex- whatever, like, his... get his inner soul out there. But he, So he made up a name, Lene, and took pictures of a girl he went, not took pictures, but he stole her pictures on her, on her MySpace of a girl that he went to school with. And I think her real name was Diane. And she was gorgeous, Polynesian, like, from the area. So she got in touch with Manti. Mm-hmm. And they started talking, and they actually formed a relationship. They would call each other, and this guy does a really good women's voice, and you hear him do it. And I was like, bitch, no wonder he was, like, completely did not think he was talking to a man. And so they would, like, FaceTime, but she would always, like, make excuses, because when you're being catfished, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was during... 20 like 2009 to 2012 2013 oh, so, so it was before people knew what catfishing was i was gonna say this was pre like yeah. before we had a terminology yeah. for it so i mean this is going on for like three years oh my god and then his there was one day where his grandmother dies and then for some reason Renaya was he made the decision like this is going too far i need to stop it so he pretends that Lene like, gets in a really bad accident and is basically, like, on her deathbed. And, but what, he, this is why it was so convincing, was that he created, or I should say she created, a, like, a cousin online. So, Renaya himself was her cousin. Um, he created a brother, a mother, a father, oh. all, like, profiles. Jesus and then whenever they were on the phone, he'd be like, oh, my cousin is here. And then he would get Just on the phone with his voices, normal voice. Yeah. yeah. But then he had a niece who was there who was, like, a kid. 
and was like, oh, it's Ma- it's Manti on the phone. And so they even got the kid involved. He's like, I hated to do it, but it just kind of happened. So, like, he feels like he's in this family, and he's talking to the brother, the cousin, the little niece. Like, it feels like she's real. How do you even keep all that, that shit straight? I don't know. I don't know. And he said that his life was basically Lene. Like, he, that's all his life was for years, Renaya. Mm-hmm. And... So this happened, this double whammy happened on, like, a national game day for him. And so, but he still played. So that became, like, a a hero story for Notre Dame. And so the press was very much, like, putting him in the light of, like, a golden boy. And he was up for the Heisman Trophy because of it. Like, they they put him on a motherfucker pedestal because he was a strong athlete. He was smart as a whip. He, his parents were always there to support him. Oh my God. Um, like he was on talk shows, like talking to reporters, the whole fucking nine yards. He gets, he's, he doesn't get the Heisman Trophy, but he was one of the final three. Okay. And then. Uh, he, so, but then it's, I forget what, a, what was the initial thing that like made him realize that he wasn't real or she wasn't real, but Renaya was, uh, oh, this is what it was. Um, so she like tried to kill her off, but then like he would talk to her like in the hospital and he even like faked breathing into like with oxygen on. And then he kept, so he was put on speakerphone by the quote unquote brother and he would talk to her even though she was comatose, quote unquote. And he would say her name and like the breathing would change. And then she would like say his name. So he really thought that he like brought her back from the dead and that she was doing fine. But then when everything culminated, she was like, she like, uh, she called him and she was like, just kidding, I'm not dead. Um, I needed to run away because I got in with a bad crowd and I needed to run. And he was like, what the f-? Like, that was what turned his doubt. Wow. And But he, he played along that his girlfriend had truly died on the press and everything, so he didn't want to, like, make it all confusing. And then it was a fucking journalist who found out about Lenang. So it made him look like a total fucking liar. Yep. And they published the article. And basically they did that because everybody, ESPN... Um, he has a lot Rolling of Stones, a spotlight on him. Newsweek, they were all writing about his girlfriend that died and his grandmother that died and how amazing he was. And I mean, he was great. And but then this dead Deadspin was the name of the news outlet that wrote that Lene was fake; she didn't live. And the reason they did that was because they wanted to be like all these major news outlets. They didn't fact check shit. They just rolled with his story and they did all the fact checking and they found out that who it was. It was Renee. Or Renaya, excuse me, and it just blew up from there. Holy fuck! And because of that, he played shittily in the in the last national championships of his senior year. He went to the. He was supposed to be a first round draft pick into the NFL, and he was not a first round. He was a second round pick because of all this drama going on. Right. And so he joined the the um, San Diego Char- Chargers. Excuse me. Played shittily his first year, because why not? Yeah. And I think he was on the team for three years or more. Um, And this dude is our age. Is he? Yeah, because he graduated, he was a senior in high school, college in like 2012. I graduated college at 2013. Okay. So, in this, oh, he looks like a fucking snack now, by the way. Oh. He's a very gorgeous man. (laughs) Uh, What's Uh, his name again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here, just look in that, the video. Yeah, he's cute. <sighs> My God, Filipino man. Oh yes, Jesus. Um, and he's so like. Lately, I've been noticing Filipino and some yeah. Samoan man. Oh I, my God. And then they're Ren- big dudes. Renaya even went on fucking Doctor Phil to do his version, and it, and Doctor Phil was like, "Here's." Here's the voicemail that you, because M- Manti released the voicemails from her being like, this wasn't a dude. Like, this was a female voice. And you hear it, and I'm like, hot damn. So, so they made Renaya go in the back because he's like, yo, I need to be in like my headspace and everything. They gave him a small script and he did the woman voice. And I was like, I, so where is he now, the football player? I think he's still in Hawaii. Not playing football. I don't think so. 
I'm not 100%. That's so fucked up, bro. But he was going to be a first-round fucking pick for the NFL. His career was ahead of him. He had no drama. He had all of the drive in the world. And then all of this crazy drama Man. pulled him down. And I was like, This is why I say bitches ain't shit. But it was Fake really nice real. because Manti at the end was like speaking right to Renaya and was like, I forgive you. But I was like, boy. I do not. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. But I was Is also- this one episode? It's two. Oh. And they're, and they're each an hour long. I think I'm going to watch it. I, you should because I was like, I can't really blame him because Renaya was also hurting. Like, with his whole sexuality, and I can understand why he started it. And I it was get like, that, but I also think back to Catfish, like, the show. Yeah. And, like, I get that you're going through something and you need to release that somehow, but did you have to do it at the expense of someone else? I don't, yeah, because I don't think he saw it that way, though. No, they never do, but guess yeah. what, Amanda? Serial yeah. killers don't see it that way either. No, they don't. I'm sorry. It's a yeah. it's a psychological issue. It is. It is. It's a whole ass fucking thing. Yeah. But and it is so it was interesting to see like where it all happened, where they are now, and it it was just uh, it's fucking crazy. Basically, is how one person's decision to do something yeah fucks up could fuck somebody else's life up. If it was something like you know, if this was just a regular guy, no. But you had to pick somebody in the spotlight. Like, you couldn't be like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go with an average Joe and see what happens here. Yeah. Well, oh, God. I feel bad yeah. for that guy. But you have very good docuseries. Very yeah. good. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We're going to wrap this up with the one and only Orphan First Kill on I watched on Paramount, Paramount Plus. Yeah. Paramount Plus is where I saw it. They're both, they're both there. Orphan and Orphan um, First Kill. I would like to say that I laughed every time they... Where, like, the camera was behind her, because obviously that's a child. Yep. Um, And they never showed her face. Whenever they saw her, like, walking down anywhere, they never really showed her face. They always showed her from behind, and it was a child. Well, yeah, she needed a stand-in because she's a fucking adult. I know, I know, I know. And I know that, like, the way when they did face her, it was like they did the the platforms. Yeah. And shit. Um, But for those who don't know what Orphan is, it's like... Well... Excuse, some people don't know. Can you know. imagine? Oh my, y'all are. Mm-mm. Esther is uh what's what's the name of the condition? It's something dwarfism. It's a type of dwarfism that she has. This is based on a oh, true proportional story. dwarfism because everything is in proportion. You just look like a it's child. just miniature. But she was really like a thirty-year-old woman. Yeah, and um, uh, this was based on a true story. Yeah, and she like like wiggled her way into a family, pretending to be, or so, they adopted her, so, and they thought she was a child. On the in the first movie, um, a husband and wife who recently lost their baby adopt a nine year old girl who is not nearly as innocent as she appears. Mm. So, if you watch the first movie, we walk into an orphanage. Um, God, what is her name? Esther. No, yeah, but Lena. Oh, Isabella the- Furman is her name. This chick is in her early twenties, mid twenties. I think she's 24 now. Yeah, she's in her mid-20s. 25, excuse me. Um, And the first movie, Orphan, it stars Vera Farm... Farm- Vera Farmiga. Thank you. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard. Love him. Um, CCH Pounder. It was good. I remember, like, people Marvel were saying Martin it was Dale. so fucked up. This, this is one of those movies that is very underrated. Mm, yeah. The plot twist was... Because no one knew. Top notch. Yeah. It was the first time I had ever seen something like that. Mm-hmm. So the whole, you know, beginning of the movie, she's pretending to be this nine-year-old kid. She's um, extraordinarily good at painting. and But then little things start to happen, like, you know, torturing animals and shit. And you just at first think, like, oh, she's just going to be a psycho killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, come and find out. She's been, like, binding her breasts mm-hmm. and wearing dentures yep. to hide... Um, Basically, her being an adult. I forget how that one ends. I'm pretty sure it's with everybody dead. Mm-hmm. So now, this is from... What year was this? This was 2009. Fast forward to this year, to Orphan First Kill. We revisit where Esther's at. 
institute. She's, she's in an institute. Because at the end of the first movie, you find out that she was actually institutionalized. It's like for the criminally insane. Um, she's in an institute. She cons her way, I would say. She kind of did her way out of it. This one is with Julia Stiles, who we haven't seen in a minute. When I saw her, I was like, girl, friend, where have you been? Yeah. And then Rosef Sutherland. Do you know who this man is? Sutherland? You don't need to say anything else. I know. So he's his son. Uh, he is a Sutherland, yep. a genuine Sutherland. Um, but he was in... He was in the show Rain. That's what I remember him from. He played Nosferatu. I think that's what... No, that's not what he played. That's not what he played. That's not what he played. That's not at all what he played. But the complexity here is that this was a prequel. Yes. So this is before the event. Nostradamus. Big diff. This was before the first movie, technically. Yes. Well, this is like... Right, right before, before though, yeah. immediately before. Yep. So if you know her details in the first movie, then you know where this is going. I'm not going to say anything else. But um, it was interesting because I found myself rooting for her. Oh, a hundred thousand percent. And there's nothing I hate more. It switched. Yeah, there's nothing. To being afraid to being like, girl, go. <laughs> yeah, I I hate that. Yeah, because she's not innocent. She's very violent and volatile and manipulative. And I thought they did a good job though with getting the child stand in at least to watch her walking away because then at least like gives you more. You're like in the illusion a little bit more. But it kept taking me out of it. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I liked it. I I get it. I get what you're saying, but it kept taking me out of the movie. I mean, like, that's a child. There she is. That's a child. There she is. But also, the actress looks like she hasn't aged a fucking day. She, yeah. And the other thing that bothered me is that, like, obviously, Esther has very, um, I wouldn't say it's aggressive, but she's also very sexually driven. Yes. So to know that she's an adult and they had to have a child stand in. Yeah. It made me cringe. Yeah, I could see that. But also, like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because this was called First Kill, I didn't think we were going here. I thought we were going, like, her actual Yeah, I thought that was very weird, too. And I was like, but that's not her first kill. No, like, she had to end up institutionalized for a reason. I thought that's where we were going. Me, too, but that's not where we ended up. No, we just ended up at what happened right before she... Because the... The, the I won't give you plot twist, twist but it it, it ends, ends with her in the, in the orphanage, basically, like being carted away to the orphanage. Yeah, yeah. that's where that's it where ends. ends. That that last scene was terrifying. I I was I was anticipating a jump scare. Yes, me too. So glad I turned my fucking tablet down just to be sure. So glad it didn't happen. Um, but in some ways that was worse. Yeah, but also. I, I just I, I realized, realized this now, now is that, that obviously the first movie, movie Orphan, Orphan, is based on true story, story, but this one technically isn't. isn't. It's it, not? It, well, it can't, it can't be. be. That's why That's I was why like, I was you know what? I need to read up. I haven't done it yet, but I kept saying to myself, I want to know where that woman is now. She's probably dead now, but. You think so? Or she's an old lady. I forget when it happened. That looked pretty modern. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it was just Hollywood taking it and doing its own thing. I don't... Like, I don't think she met her match with a rich family. Right. I think that was this was all made up, meaning, like, this portion of it was not based on a true story. Except for... Uh, so, her name was Barbora Skorlov. And that's why they were, yeah. This was 2007, 2008. Okay, just kidding. So she's not dead. And she was 33. Yep. She was a Czech woman who spent four months posing as a 13-year-old boy. Oh, see, they don't tell you that. Named Adam in Norway. It was to escape the Czech authorities. Prior to her time in Norway, Skorlov lived in another household posing as a 12-year-old stepdaughter of a woman named Clara Mirova. Who was later taken into custody for child abuse? Morova was arrested on the charge of abusing her two younger biological sons. 
torturing them and keeping them in a cage for a year. Jesus. I'm never going to check. So, Skarlov, which was <clears throat> our Esther, um, or Lena, whatever her name was, was first considered a key witness in the case before becoming a suspect in the mistreatment of the young boys herself. Jesus. Noe Monova's battle with mental health, she allegedly fueled the flame by pretending the boys were constantly misbehaving and encouraging uh, Morova to dish out increasingly violent punishments. So she was in on it. So that kind of tracks with like, because in the first movie, there were two kids, right? Yep. Um, and this one was more like their daughter went missing. And, and then Lena, four years later, Lena saw that and she was like, yo, I'm going to pretend I'm back four years later. Yeah. And she did look like she, did. she was actually she looked like a child back then. Yeah. So uh, very interesting. So I wouldn't say that this is based on the movie. I would definitely say inspired by true facts. Yeah. Like, like like inspired by facts. Um. But when did I say the the first movie came out? 2009? And this woman, that trial went on from 2007 to 2008. So they fucking put that shit out quick. That's Hollywood for you. Oh, okay. Uh, According to Barnett, Natalia Grace. Wait, how the fuck did we get to Natalia Grace? Nearly 10 years after the flick's release, a U.S. couple, Christine and Michael Barnett, adopted a six-year-old Natalia Grace from the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. According to USA Today, Christine suspected their new daughter might be older than the couple originally thought. This suspicion deepened when the girl repeatedly lacked interest in toys and constantly used sophisticated language. The publication also shared that Natalia reportedly threatened to kill Christine and the family's three other biological children. Um, and she saw her trying to pour bleach in her coffee. Jesus Christ. According to the Barnett's, Natalia Grace was supposedly a Ukraine woman with dwarfism, similar to Esther and Orphan, who was a woman suffering from hypopituitary. Mm, I can't say that. However, her true age to this day remains unclear. In 2010, a physician declared she was eight. Then in 2012, they claimed that she was 12. Jesus. So, can you fucking imagine? No. This is why you adopt infants. I hate to say it that way, but I mean, it's just very fascinating to me. I like the psychology behind it. And also, just to see Julia Stiles again was cool. Uh, see her that way. That was weird. Despite Natalia's case happening relatively recently, oh, this was also recent. The new orphan movie is still more reminiscent of Skarlova's original story than Natalia's in 2022 sequel. Esther escapes from Estonia and flees to America in order to evade capture from the mental institution she escaped from. She poses as a missing child to an affluent family who bring her home. Hold on. unknowingly i just want to make sure it wasn't a spoiler unknowingly letting a stranger on the run into their house sounds a lot more like the whole adam scenario so the first one is is based on that skrlova's thing but the second one is more like on what happened with Natalia. I, I, yeah but i was saying more like the twist in first kill oh for sure yeah that's all hollywood but it i still enjoyed it it was much better than i thought it was going to be you know, it was good. Um, I won't watch it again. But the first one, yeah, I wouldn't either. That and I think that's what it is about these. Is that um, once you like understand the twist and you see it once, like all the it takes the glamour. Out of yeah, that's like uh, I was saying to oh Jesus, who was oh, I was saying it to Jen. We were talking about like her di- her trip to Disney and Universal and mine or whatever, and she's talking about the the ride over at um, Animal Kingdom for Avatar. Mm. It was, it was phenomenal. phenomenal. Yes, you've told me. I wouldn't get on it again. It would literally ruin my first experience. Mm. But then also Jen compared that to a sexual experience that she had with a man once. Oh, okay. And how it was so great the first time. And she goes, I shouldn't have gone back the second time. I was like, oh, that's good to know. Just, you know, in general. I love Jen. So if you have a really good first experience with something, it's probably best, like, I remember reading that in a book, too. Like, there was, like, this couple that went on a road trip, and it was, like, the best time of their life. So they go back to try to do the road trip again. But, it like, it's, 
Leave your first experiences and fantasies as they are. Don't try to make fantasies come true. They'll never live up to it. Very rarely does it surpass what you thought it would be. That's why I have um, imaginary boyfriends. No, for sure. <laughs> or that's not what I meant. Fictional boyfriends. Yeah. Well, same, same thing. thing. Um, the only time where I've had a situation where, like, I was fantasized about something and it's been better when it actually comes true is literally my tattoos. Oh, yeah. I have a vision and I my vision and I'm just like, well, maybe you and I need to go on a road trip and then never do it again. Yeah. At least not that same road trip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Like, people who go back to visit the same country over and over again, for what? People go to Disney year after year, not sometimes a few times. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would go back to Disney maybe in 10 years. Bitch, you said you were going to fucking go again. No, we're going to Universal. Again. Yes, but this is a different experience because yes. it's during Halloween, and my sister has never been to I'm Universal. Just the bear. I'm I know just you are. The bear. But I'm also trying to give excuses here. But I am excited. Like the Harry Potter stuff. Like I, I just felt like our trip to Disney and Universal. Not that it was rushed, but we had to take others into consideration. It was a very large group. Mm. I think that now that we're going, like it's just the four of us. I think it'll be better. Yeah. You don't have to worry about no one else. Yeah, not that I didn't enjoy myself the first time, but um, well, I I'm think the I think the butter beer will will smack different this time around. A little bit. Yeah, it'll be great. Nice. Throw a fireball in there. Yes, they have an alcoholic one. I th- I'm pretty sure it's a fireball that they put in there. Disney. So like, the, can we just have an all adult Disney? The the like, liquid. What the fuck? Yeah. So the liquid butter beer was me. The frozen one, delicious. I want to try the the alcoholic one when I go now. I have to. Do it. Yeah, for sure. And then report back. Of course. And then in a few years, we'll go. Okay, good. Because it'll be great. <sighs> I'm still reeling. <laughs> All right, well, then we're going to end so we can go reel some more. Oh, my God. Okay, bye. Bye.